Good morning, good morning. Today's breakfast is in honor of uh, the birthday of Sam and Azaku Baruch for all that you do for, for the Minyan and uh, for the synagogue with uh, such gusto. The candy man, the aliyah man, the, the hazan man, the guy who gives you the sidurim man, he's an uh, all round uh, jack, jack of all trades, Azaku Baruch. Okay. The Midrash notes. If you take a close look, you'll realize that there's a connection between where we ended the parasha off last week and where we begin this week. At the end of last week, we describe all the halachot of kashrut. We then begin this week's parasha and we talk about the the uh, of the mitziut of a mitzorah, of someone who gets a punishment because of the lashon hara. So, all uh, if you remember, we discussed the vilnaga on the idea. <clears throat> that the nature that we talk about, that Ishaki Tazriya, where it starts off with giving birth to a baby boy, that the result of the, the, result of the kashrut that a person keeps has an impact on the child. Uh, we discussed the Vilna Gaon. But I want to share with you today, maybe a little bit of a different angle on this. I think it's a very powerful one as well. If, in effect, last week's parasha deals with kashrut, and this week's parasha deals with lashonara. What are we trying to teach? So the Ba'alei Musar, they, uh, they give the most beautiful idea. And they say, imagine someone walked in this morning and he said, you know, in honor of Sammy Sutton's birthday, here's this giant slice of ham, it's delicious. We have crispy bacon from the synagogue's uh, kitchen. Could you imagine someone brought, you wouldn't eat it. You know, even someone that maybe is not so strict on kashrut, there's certain things that, you know, most people, they, they don't want to do, they don't want to eat. You know, they, they have their laws of kosher. Some people it's this, some people it's this. Some people it's non-kosher meat. Some people it's pork. I don't know, I'm about it. It's shellfish, I don't know. So someone brings it to you, you're not going to eat it because you feel, what happens worse? Even not the laws of kashrut. Someone comes and they bring you a worm. You're going to eat a worm? No, it's disgusting. Even without the isur, I think many people here would not uh, choke down a worm. Say the Ba'alim Musar, the Torah put these two together to teach you that the same way that you're careful with what you swallow, you have to be careful what goes in your mouth, you have to be careful of what comes out of your mouth. And you have so many people that we wouldn't dream of doing something like that because it's disgusting, it's despicable, it's deplorable. But actually, when we talk about what comes out of your mouth, when you take something into your body, the only person you're affecting is yourself. When you take something out of your mouth, who are you affecting? You could be affecting many other people. And in fact, you could be affecting many other people forever and ever. And that somehow, we seem to allow ourselves the grace period, the ability to do whatever it is that we want. Rabotai, it's a very powerful expression that according to this, the Ba'alei Musar, they explain what David HaMelech meant. We know that there are three different people that are categorized as being tremendous Ba'alei Anava, uh, uh, tremendous um, people of modesty. The first one is, what's it called, is... Uh, uh, Avraham Avinu, who says, Anochi Afar Va'efer. Famously, the second one, chronologically, is Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu says, Anachnu Ma. Avraham says, I'm like dirt. Um, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Anachnu Ma, we're like nothing. And what does David HaMelech says? Anochi Tola'at Velo'ish. I'm a worm and not a man. So normally we understand and associate David HaMelech's expression as an expression of anava, of humility and of modesty. However, Rabotai, the Ba'alei Musar say that what David HaMelech was saying is, this is a man who was chased his whole life. His children, uh, 
his, uh, his enemies, everyone always was trying to get at David HaMelech, at King David. And David HaMelech, what he was saying to the people with such a message of pain is, If I was a worm, would you swallow me? So why are you trying to swallow me if, uh, if now that I'm a man? The Ba'alim Musar, they talk about this idea where the Gemara says, Ilav mora malchut, if not for the fear of government, literally it means, but actually it's saying, if not for the fear of ramifications, of being punished, ish et havero, one man to his friend, Hayim Bilao would swallow him alive. What does that mean? Rav Nassim Vacht Vogel says, what do you mean? How could that be? Swallow your friend like a man? You woke up to your friend right after the Knis, Sunday morning. You know, you guys said you want to go get coffee? You just grab his arm and you just take a bite out of his arm. Because like, what the heck are you doing? There's blood dripping off of your teeth. You look like a vampire. What are you doing? You don't answer him. You just grab his face, you bite his cheek off. The guy said, what the heck? He's trying to punch you, but you're stronger than him. You hold him down. You take another bite out of his left arm. The guy's bleeding. He's, you know, this, you're chewing on his flesh. What does what the Gemara mean? Who could be so cruel that the guy is screaming in pain, he's bleeding all over the place, and yet you have no problem swallowing him bite by bite alive? You know what the Sifre Musar say? And I found this to be such a piercing bit of emunah, of, of uh, Musar, excuse me. They say, of course, of course you can't swallow someone alive if you notice that that's what you were doing. If you noticed that that was the pain that you were causing. You see, the challenge of Lashon Hara, of how human beings can destroy other human beings, is quite often where the other person is not even aware, or they make themselves unaware. This situation in business where you know what, you see an opportunity, and you know what, you take it. And yeah, you know, in business, a person is supposed to look out for their own interests. But you can look out for your own interests without decimating somebody. And you have certain cases where, you know, the guy says, come on, you know, you're making 50% on this deal. So in order to make 60%, you cut out my other, you know, that was my whole stake in this was 10%. You know, you had to squeeze the extra, you have enough money. Where did the extra 10% got you? You're destroying me and my family. Now, could you imagine this guy when he, when he went to work that morning, instead of thinking about getting the maximum he got from the deal, he thought that if he cuts this guy's 10% of the deal, the guy's going to get home that month. He won't be able to pay for school. He won't be able to, to go on vacation. He won't be able to whatever. No one, see, you don't think that. You just think of being the shark that you want to be in this moment, in this room. But the idea of, of La Shonara, the idea of being able to be sensitive to another person, is to pull, pull the camera out and recognize the ramifications outside of that room. To recognize Ishit Havero, Hayim below, you could swallow them alive. To hear David Amelech saying, if I was a worm, you wouldn't swallow me. You'd be worried about the Kashrut. You know, if I was a piece of uh, Taref, you wouldn't swallow me. Now that I'm a human being, you're willing to eat me alive? Isn't that a piercing bit of Musar? Rabutai, it's true in business. But it's also true with family relationships as well. You know, there are many times that we think we're not speaking Lashon Ara because we didn't say, say to someone else, I didn't spread lies about you, I didn't spread all these different things. But Lashon Ara literally means negative speech. So there's times when, you know, you're sitting with a family member 
and they're in a very bad position. And because they're in a bad position, they try and, you know, they're trying to defend themselves. They say something, and you know what? You have the upper hand, because they are in a weak position. And now the guy said something, you want to take them out at the knees. So the guy's like, oh, he tries to make a joke, he tries to this and that, get you upset. He tries to say, oh, you, you must have not had such a good quarter. And you say, I had to have a good quarter. You don't remember last year when you were bankrupt. And who saved you? I saved you. Like that, at a family table. You killed him. Now, some people say, oh, yeah, he should know better than to start with me. You can't compare. This guy had that teetering on the brink. He's trying to make a joke in order to save some dignity for himself. So he's looking at his rich brother-in-law, his rich brother, his rich whatever, and he's making a comment about how profits weren't as good this month as last. He's trying to feel better about himself. It doesn't make it right. But the guy, Hazit, you know, he's a Hazit. And instead of seeing the Hazit nature of it, what did you do? You got not the knife, because it wasn't deep enough. You got a spear, and you drove it in. The Pasuk over here is telling us a tremendous thing about the nature of Lashon Hara. We're so careful with what we put in our mouths. I should be at least as careful with what comes out of it. Because as we know, our Chachamim tell us that a person's tongue is like a sword. Now you don't think of it that way, because heke, we just, like we say in Arabic, haki, balash. Haki is not balash. Haki is not halash. Haki is not cheap, and it's not weak. Speech is very powerful. And if you're not paying attention to what it is that you're doing, you could destroy someone. So it always bothered me this. Because we're all talking about the connection between Kashrut and Lashon Hara. But actually, Kashrut and Lashon Hara are not neighbors. Because what's the first thing in this week's parasha? Isha. Isha. So the, thing, the two things that are close to each other is Kashrut and childbirth. And the thing that comes next to childbirth is Mitzorah. So if we're trying to connect Kashrut and Lashon Hara, there's something here in the middle. And to me, I think that's part of what it is that we're supposed to be learning. What's the connection we said between Kashrut and between childbirth from the Vilna Gaon? We said the idea is that a person has to realize that what they put in their body is going to result in, the, in a, and having an effect on the child because the child grows up in that environment. If I put uh, you know, poison in my body, then the child's going to come out poisoned because the child was, he was feeding on the nutrients in my body. Carries on the pasuk and starts to, begins to tell us that in many ways, just as a mother has a direct impact by the environment that she can create for her baby, as human beings, we are also masters of creating an environment within which people live. A nasty, cynical environment with the wrong words makes someone grow up just like a baby whose mother was eating poison makes the person grow up poisoned. You meet people, they're very cynical, and you think, what a terrible person. And then you meet their parents. And you meet their brothers and sisters. You say, she biflitch. This guy's a sadiq. Compared to them, uli. Right? That guy, he, has, he, doesn't have a bad, he doesn't have a good word to say about anybody. Has he, even when he's uh, praying, he probably shambles Hashem. Right? 
This is the situation the guy is growing up in. What do you expect from someone like that? So if we want, if we want to see good things from the people around us, so the, in, the indication, the implication is that we can, inc- we can create with our positive words an environment within which those people can succeed. And it is as natural a result as the result of a pregnant mother uh, taking care of the, of the body, the environment that she creates um, for, her, for her children. Rabbi you see this example where the Gemara says that a person who teaches someone else Torah, ma'ale alav katuv ki'ilu yilado, the Torah considers it as if they're his children. Why? Because the same thing, he's created the environment within which this person can grow, can develop, and can improve. Uh, may we all be zocher to be able to make the world around us a better place uh, than it was without us. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen.